yeah, I think we're uh, we're just about good to go here. We got the recordings running. Craig is there. Um, just don't look at him, and uh, everything should be fine. Great. We will shun Craig. What the f is going on down there? Hold on one second. Just so you know, we recorded this podcast thinking that the cards we're talking about unfolded from full-size character cards into 5x7 massive planks, and they don't. They're a 3x5 character card that folds in half. So when we talk about sleeving and everything, me and Aaron completely misunderstood. Have fun listening to that. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another uh, WTF TCG at TFW podcast. Uh, it's me and Aaron again, because me and Aaron are the ones playing the game. Hi, Aaron. Hey, Chris. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm, I'm doing pretty good winning all the time. Uh, I'll just I'll just throw it out there. You and haven't here, played here me. In, here in Toronto, <laughs> at least. Because uh, nobody still has cards yet there? No, one other person does. Granted, he's beaten me about as many times as I beat him. But the last time we played, uh, I got him. Uh, we're also joined once again by uh, Drew Nolosco. Hello, Drew. Hi. How's it going? Oh, it's it's going pretty solid over here. Uh, I hope things are going well over there on the west. Oh, it is. We're doing spectacularly here. All right, because I I got a feeling that you're not. I can I have this sense as a podcast host that you're not alone in that room. No, uh, with me is the the voice and face and words behind Transformer Social Media, uh, the Transformers TCG Social Media and PR Manager John Shork. Hello. John Shork, Twitter.com slash Transformers TCG's own John Shork? The very same. The only. The, the, the one and only of Instagram.com slash Transformers TCG's own John Shork. Yep, there's a reason they only made one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to our, our, our fun little thing we do where we talk about cards. It is super, super nice to be back on the show. Thank you. Oh, it, it's uh, great to have you on. I was I was watching all of your talking that happened at uh, PAX Unplugged and uh, wishing I could have made it over. But it looks like it was a fun event. It, it was a super fun event. Uh, we had we had a blast there. There was a really good community there. Um, uh, there was I thought I thought there was some really interesting uh, conventional wisdom, community conventional wisdom busting events happened there, like Metroplex going four one in a constructed event. Yeah, that made me so happy. I know. I was <laughs> I was really happy about that. It was it was a really smartly piloted uh, uh, deck. Um, the tweaks that the made to the deck were were really 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 good and well thought out. So I, yeah, it was super fun. Uh, watching double primes do really well. Breaking the convention of two bots don't work in competitive. Uh, that was fun too. I, I think Metroplex like double primes. It was nice to see it proven. Uh, but but I think having Metroplex then do that four one like what is it the day after yeah uh, was was I think a, a perfect coda to that uh, it, it felt like it kind of stunted the um, the call that okay double primes is the deck you know right. like right away and it, it also helped I think prop up the Metroplex deck a lot because uh, the the initial reaction anyone has to something like that is like well is this just the gimmick deck or not and it's like no it it placed real well at the first actual you know major event that the game was at uh but that's that's not what we're necessarily here to talk about uh on this this recording i'll, I'll stay i'll say for the record that we're recording before you all are hearing this i mean we always are yeah but that's that's how podcasts a, work a long time before we're, we're recording a while before um so when you're hearing this you probably i'm guessing will have seen what we're talking about uh there's a whole timing thing we're gonna go for here 
I, I'm I'm going to introduce this by introducing my uh, my reaction to this. So so me and Aaron got got to glimpse something. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're we're going to talk about Wave Two of of the TCG. And I saw the name of Wave Two, and I started to laugh very loud, like a madman. Yeah, uh, so I was I was getting those text messages of just like ha ha ha, and I was not able to view it yet. And and then I saw I saw something else and started to cackle like a madman for probably five minutes straight. Uh, and then lightning so, crashed in the background. Waves crashed on the beach. The world oh, turned it was, upside it was down. A moment. I was getting a little worried because usually when I say I'm doing that, I'm, I'm typing that I'm doing it. But in this case, <laughs> I was doing it. Um, so, so Drew, what's the name of? Uh, tell us about Wave Two of the, of the Transformers TCG. Wave Two of the Transformers TCG is Rise of the Combiners, and it, Combiners, it, the Combiners, and uh, uh-huh. we we uh, remember I, I, I've been making pro- like like talking about future things, right? Like cool card technology, um, yeah. and so. We we decided to implement combiners in a really interesting way, and you know what? I could I could talk about it a lot, but I just I just want to hear your reactions to to what you saw. So. Yeah, so so I think <laughs> I actually got to see it first after I was able to like get home and and get PowerPoint convinced that no, I actually did own a license, and uh, uh, just was talking with Chris, and he was like, "Okay, that's cool," but uh, you know, in the in the PowerPoint, there was an embedded video showing the the method of how it works. Of these are, I think in Dual Masters, they they call them like triple sided cards. That's correct. Um, where there's like your 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 bot mode and alt mode, but then it's actually the card is like folded in half, and you can open that up, and then there's another image inside of that, and and you get five of them, and it and it makes a combiner like combiners do. And and I did some measurements, and uh, so a the the i the the whole thing of actually combining the cards is is a delightful thing uh that I know has come up in conversations with other players where we were just sort of batting ideas around, and that was the one that a lot of people would just straight up say, "Well, that's impossible, that's never gonna happen mm-hmm. that's part of why I was cackling was i I just saw a bunch of things people said a was either never gonna happen or b was probably not gonna happen until twenty twenty all just sort of happening in this one video clip, and then I did some measurements. And, and and like a combined Predaking on on the table is something like fourteen by seventeen inches or something like that. He's huge. Uh, it, it's it's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> it's gigantic. Metroplex has this one thing that that that's physically very uh, you know impressive about him. And then here come the combiners to go like, but also mm-hmm. we can get bigger. <laughs> so so for everybody at home who may not have seen or if you haven't seen any of the visuals. Um, Triple-sided cards means that the card has a hinge in the center, and it opens and closes like the pages of a book. So uh, the combiner characters start folded in half, and there's this, there's a joint there. So this is a natural fold in the card um, in their in their uh, alt mode, just like like any other uh, character. And you can flip it to its other side, and on its other side is its bot mode. And they have alt and bot mode, so they perform just and work in the game just like regular characters. And you can play them by your, by themselves. Like, you don't have to play the full team. They have a star cost individually. Mm-hmm. And then when you, when you succeed in combining, and I, I think we'll talk about that in a bit. When you succeed in combining, mm-hmm. you open them up, and it reveals the part of the combiner character that was hidden. So... Um, you know, you've seen the Predacons, and so, you know, Torox opens up, 
and he is now part of Predaking. And then you mm-hmm. meld them together in play, and you've got this gigantic, and as you're, as you're pointing out, this absolutely gigantic Predaking. Yeah, it's 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 enormous, and and I mean I'm not sure if if you know people listening are going to necessarily um, see the the stuff in motion as as we saw you know in the promo material, but there there was a moment you somehow captured like I always call it like the magic of gatai, like the Japanese word for you know that's often used when robots are combining in in stock footage sequences I like, and the energy of it was happening with just like these five cards that I know are fairly large all unfolding and and you know, kind of docking together uh, into um, I, I recognized it as uh, it's 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 a very recent piece of art for Predaking that was done for the, the power of the primes toy. Um, and, and it's it's an intense piece of artwork. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and it, yeah, it was uh, it was I was just sort of I was just sitting there like, while they did it. Wait, now it makes sense. I heard in the interviews from Pax Unplugged. I heard a uh, you were saying, oh, yeah, there will be a Decepticon on the uh, on the booster pack art for wave two and then also oh sound wave is going to be in 2019 a couple times but you know not not necessarily in wave two and i, I see why now um yeah that, right. that all makes sense <laughs> right so you know that that predicting being five character cards big like we we one of the tests that we did that was a really critical test for it is how do you tap this thing and the answer I'm, is how do you yeah. tap that thing okay so <laughs> just like hands down in the middle of it and Turn your body 90 degrees? So first, hold up your, your hand. If you're left-handed, hold up, hold up your left hand. If you're right, then spread all your fingers as far as you can go. And then okay. plop oh. it down in the center of the character card. <laughs> so you, you have contact with all five of those character cards. And then rotate in, in the clockwise direction 90 degrees. That's, that's how you, you tap one. And you push your arm forward, so you also just wipe out your opponent's board and say, "Oh, sorry about that. You shouldn't have let me combine." <laughs> so you realize how many neuroses this is now going to cause Chris with his mandatory triple card or triple sleeving of every card. I have questions about sleeving. <laughs> I didn't want to like throw those out right away. I've I've been trying to logic it out. If there were say side loading three and a half by five sleeves, for instance, uh, have. Like, did you guys send this over to Ultra Pro, and did they just sort of send you back a, an email that was a big skull image or something? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the fold the, the the folds and half combiners will fit into a a smaller sleeve, right? Um, right. Mm-hmm. It, it's a little bit of a snug fit, depending if you get like the really tight like sleeves. Um, yeah. But honestly, you are going to have to take them out and and put them in your, a your precious sleeve. cards. Will have to get dirty, Chris. No, I'll figure something out. I'm industrious. <laughs> you just got to start making those special melty sleeves. They're extra stretchy. Yeah, I'll get I'll get some of that uh, some of that uh, low durometer stuff going on. Uh, I just see you with a roll of Saran wrap as your opening <laughs> cards. Well, now now I have a reason to collect two sets, so I can then you know laminate a combined Predaking to just pull out of my bag. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know if you guys I don't know if you guys have heard this, but at, someone in the community was talking about how to protect Metroplex, and uh, mm-hmm. did you see the large screw Lucite? Yes. Okay, John did that, and it's sitting on his desk. I'm, nice. I have a magnetic version of one of those things uh, on my wish list on Amazon. I haven't pulled the trigger, but I've been looking at it because it seems like a thing to do. Feels good, man. <laughs> Yeah, I, I ended up with a top loader that's probably has about a half inch around the whole thing. And that's what my Metroplex lives in, just just for safety's sake. 
I, I wanted to say one of the other things about this that I, I was already liking from the uh, the bullet points that, that were made available to me and Aaron is also that the combiner team members are going to be uh, approximately one in two boosters. And like I noticed that the Predacons are uncommons, so uh, assembling a combiner doesn't seem like it's also going to be a case of chasing down a, a huge number of rares. So each combiner team, the rarity of the characters in that team are the same. So okay. that's why all the Predakings, for example, the Predacons, for example, are uncommon. So that means that there are easier to acquire uh, and find uh, combiner teams. And then there are, there are a couple that are more difficult, but there's no super rare pieces in a combiner team. So okay. you're never going to be like, oh, I have four or sets of arms and legs and zero heads and bodies. <laughs> yeah, um, that would be no fun. That's just such a feel bad that we immediately discounted that as a way to, to collate these. Excellent to hear. So no super rare torsos like when you were a kid and you had four limbs, but you couldn't afford the body? No, 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 none of that. That That's right out. Yeah, we all still have those those mental scars. <laughs> <laughs> it does mean that some of the combiners that, that you know, you're going to be able to get combiners pretty, pretty rapidly, especially for those who buy a box or a case. You're, you're going to just get teams. Oh, and, and and same rarity is also real nice for uh, you know avoiding another version of the situation you guys were just talking about of like you know if if Razor Claw was a rare and then the the four limbs were uncommon like that would mm-hmm. uh, that would make for also I'm, I'm guessing that by all having the same rarity that it, uh, in the big picture approximately approximately means there shouldn't be too many orphan combiner cards if somehow every single printed card was acquired correct um, not saying anyone's going to do that. I'm, maybe I'm putting the challenge out there, but I'm not saying anyone's going to do that. I'm not going. I'm not uh, going to. Uh, I'm not going to dissuade anyone from rising to your to your challenge. There, <laughs> we can neither. I'm just put, yeah, I'm putting the cheese on the string. <laughs> yeah, and that was really important to us, guys. Like, like there, there. You can imagine many ways for to to collect combiners, but if, it was really important for the team for the for. Players to rapidly be able to get their hands on a combiner team, and for a variety of reasons. One, because we want people to be able to play with them. Two, because we want mm. people to see what they are and be able to actually, you know, have those those really cool moments that you were talking about um, of seeing them combine right. and feeling them combine and do it. Um, and three, we just don't like feel beds. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you can go back to wave one, having having basically 90% of what one could call the core cards be commons and uncommons, basically. Uh, you know, you, you you don't buy a booster of this game and feel like, all right, guess I got to get a second one to actually make a deck. Like, it's it's a very friendly game. Uh, I've been, that's how I've been presenting it to folks. Uh, that's what we were, were aiming for. You know, we didn't want it to be any of the barriers to entry to be, uh, you know, insurmountable, because that's just... That's it's no fun, and this is overall this game is supposed to be fun. At the end of the day, yeah, right. Well, the, speaking of fun, me and Aaron have been having some fun talking about that Predaking or a Predacon Enigma card. Um, like, a that answers the question of how combination happens. Uh, it looks like it's an action card that you're hoping to pull, and and I like the mechanics on it a lot in that. Uh, you don't have to preserve all of your characters' uh, consciousness. Like some of them can be KO'd, uh, with the balance point being Predaking inherits all the damage. And I, I was tickled when I noticed that it's unless I miscounted, the Predacons' uh, full health points add up to thirty six, and Predaking's health count is thirty seven. Uh, it seems like Predaking could be like a last ditch swing the game sort of thing. Uh, and you'll also notice that um, uh, if you take a look at the star counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll you'll notice a correlation between the team and the star counts on the combined character. 
Right, because each each of them is five star, so it's five times five is hold on twenty five. I'm an engineer. <laughs> Math is strong. I'm noticing the ten ten five. Was there was there a specific reason for that over just a twenty five? Um, two digits was. To, to, ten is a narrower number in typeface than twenty-five is. Just to be really honest, ah, about, okay, okay, <laughs> that makes uh, a lot of sense. Ten, 10 looks nice in there and and is a readable font size, whereas twenty-five it's squishy, right? Because it's big round number, like physically round right. round digits. Yeah. Well, uh, there was one other thing about that that Enigma card that me and Aaron had a big question about. We've been talking about <clears throat> since the other night. Uh, that that pip on that card doesn't look like any pip I've seen before. It does not. It does not look like any pip that you've seen before. So the green pip uh, is a, one of the new game mechanics in, in uh, Rise of the Combiners. And uh, the green pip... Um, when you flip a green pip, it doesn't add to your defense or your or your attack, or it's not a, like a white pip that lets you flip more. It does something entirely new. Uh, at the end of combat, you can discard a card in your hand to put a green pip card that was flipped in combat in your hand. Huh. Huh. Okay. That, that seems like a... I mean, I, I had a question about whether anything in Wave 2 could even feasibly be a reaction to some of the gameplay from Wave 1, but that seems like a... Um, a balancing point to to rare optimus in a way or at least it it makes rare optimus not the one singular way to execute um interacting with the flipped cards yes it adds another way to interact with flipped cards um and the reason it's on all the enigmas is so that you have a very very reasonable chance multiple times in the game of getting an enigma card into your hand when you need an enigma card I mean, that also leads to one other natural question. Is there a mechanic to decombine, or is combination a one-way road right now? Well, the mechanic to decombine is you tap your combiner character, win the game, and then <laughs> your your team decombines when you set up for the next game. Um, that sounds pretty simple. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so when so one of the things that we worked on a lot for, for Rise of the Combiners with, with combiners is... What, how difficult should it be to combine, right? And so one of the things that you have to do is you have to get all your characters on the team into alt mode, and you can flip characters that are in the KO pile. That's one of the new rules updates. So oh, okay. if a character is KO'd, uh, you can choose to flip it in your KO pile. And so, that, so you get all your characters into, into, alt, into bot mode, and then play the Enigma, and then... Uh, you're able to combine. And one of the things that we were working on is how frequently should people be able to achieve combination and how soon, how powerful an upgrade to the gameplay should that be. So it is not a trivial thing to combine. You have to do some work. And if you're building a combiner deck, um, you're probably going to want to put cards in there that help you achieve combination. Like but cards that let you flip modes, um, mm. cards that let you guarantee help guarantee even on top of the green pips guarantee that you're going to get a combiner enigma the combiner enigma in your hand when you need it. Um, right, but it's not by any means impossible. Uh, and that was we 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 think we found a really nice spot. The thing I was kind of way into was that um, at least as I'm seeing it right now, combination seems like. Uh, it seems like a risk reward in that 
um, you're becoming big, but you're not becoming game winning big. Uh, it, it seems like there's a reason you might want to pull, you know, the co- the combination as quickly as possible. It seems like there might be a reason to want to hold on to it as a last ditch thing, since like the Predacons themselves are, they have a bunch of mechanics, including some new ones. Uh, so I, I I like the idea of a comp of a combiner deck not really being like a one road, uh, you know, one win con kind of deck. Um, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm hopeful for once once this stuff is out and I can start playtesting it uh with with my local folks. Um. Because I, 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 it's kind of cool if it was, you know, I got my combiner together, now I win. But I, I also like the idea that, like, I got my combiner together because that's my current game plan, you know, and, and that the person facing that is not just stuck going, like, I guess I should have brought one to the table, too. Well, and it's a two-way street, too, because we also don't want everybody to spend the entire game only racing towards getting their combiner assembled. You know, that, that shouldn't yeah. be necessarily be the only path to victory as well. Um so we wanted to make sure it was as open and balanced as we think uh, the rest of the game has been so far, too. Um, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, that was something that, like, we were talking about, like, you know, seeing, you know, Headstrong with his new mechanic of Brave, where he's, he's always the first target um, in his alt mode. You know, they're, that's maybe, like, if you can get him defensed up, if, I mean, because... Uh, a lot of the tank decks have been running a lot of blue. Maybe if you build it that way, maybe he survives a little bit longer to pull. But you know, you're still having to to thread that needle, and he may end up with a one of the crazy Optimus Prime. Uh, what was it? Somebody had like twelve natural. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! You know, that's potentially some hard targets real quick that you're going to have to race against. There's there's another really interesting, um, somewhat non-intuitive effect of combiners on the metagame, uh, which is, uh, so you, you notice that when, when when you're reading the the active combination, you pull all the damage on all of the team members onto the combiner when he's formed into a character. Right. Uh, uh, by the way, otherwise, we, we did test it if they just came into play with... We, we rapidly moved away from the combiner has no damage. <laughs> uh, the Gestalt mm-hmm. form has yeah. no, no damage on it. So, But a, da- a character in your KO zone, the damage that they contribute when you combine is equal to their health. They've been fully damaged, right? Mm-hmm. Which means that overkill damage is wasted effort against a combiner team. Right? So let's say you do 32 points of damage to a combiner team member that had 8 health left. Well, mm-hmm. when that team combines, it's not like that 32 points of damage that you did is going to be useful work that your that team has done because he's he's contributing right. the eight damage that his, you know, that is his health into the combiner right. mode. So, playing against combiners um asks the opponent to spread damage around a little more. So teams that are built to do gigantic one-shot effects are less effective than teams that can spread damage at in, in slower chunks. I also immediately noticed that the the way that the you know combiner pulls in um, the damage that that suddenly makes more valuable a lot of the group heal type cards. Yes, yeah. Where those are now doing like a you could be healing Predaking potentially you know the turn before he forms uh, for like five damage, uh, which is otherwise kind of unheard of. Yes, exactly. It it, it 
Rise of the Combiners is really going to ask players to reevaluate their cards and the rest of the cards in the in the Rise of the Combiners booster set uh, because of the the kind of new and interesting effects as you just noted. That was one of the other ones I was going to talk about that w- this brings to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, one interesting thing that I'm going to going to tease is that although all of the combiner teams um, basically combine the same way, get all the characters and the team into alt mode, um, and then play an Enigma of Combination action card, they all have a kind of interesting, unique flavor that's specific to their team. And as you see more of the the combiner teams released uh, or spoiled from the set, um, I think it's going to be interesting watching you know, to see see how we have implemented combinations. So it's all one basic game mechanic that has some very team specific implementations. I am, yeah, I was curious about um, how much of what I was seeing just on Predaking was kind of global versus how much of it was was maybe like you were saying flavored towards the Predacons. Um, actually, I, this is a very quick aside, but the the new mechanic of being able to flip in the KO pile. Uh, which which also I think is is huge for um for Cliff Jumper who's you know my little boy um is that this seems kind of logical but I, I may as well ask it if someone flips in the KO pile their flip actions aren't happening right because they're they are KO'd that's for correct the, the most part that's correct you're just you're just you're just changing the mode that they're in they're not actually in play okay. and able to affect the game in the battlefield okay okay that's that's still great though for um actually that's great for i still function as well mm-hmm. like now you're not necessarily having to you know plan their their ko state before it happens like you're able to take a turn to to tweak it um so so obviously we're gonna have more spoilers coming the predaking is one of the combiners uh this is one of those questions i'm pretty sure we can't get the answer to without asking like literally okay well, i'm not saying gonna say who all the combiners are but is there like a, a rough number we should be thinking of uh, there's five combiner teams whoa okay that's a lot that's a lot are they okay actually this is a bit specific you don't have to answer this are they all five member teams no no they're not um they are (laughs) they are accurate to the number of members in the team for the toy um i think one of the most interesting combiner teams is one that does not add up to 25 points uh, and so you oh, can, wow. oh. and you can add in another character to that, and that's a regular non-combiner character, uh, which allows you to build that particular combiner team's uh, deck and playstyle differently depending on which additional character you you have on the team. That's super cool. I was wondering about uh, I, that was one of those things I would have assumed would have been like a later wave thing to have a combiner team that doesn't you know take up your entire team. Uh, all right, I'm super interested now. I'm looking forward to seeing some of this. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there there are lots of combiners, um, especially after the Combiner Wars toy line added in a whole bunch. So we couldn't, clearly couldn't fit them all. So yeah. there are a bunch of, of favorite combiners in there. There's one or two that I think people are going to um, uh, are going to be excited by because they were, they were unexpected combiners. Um, and then when everybody sees them all, they're going to know there's hey there's still more cool stuff for the future i i was immediately thinking of some of the more obscure ones um again without asking for names your your guys like you, you'd mentioned in an interview at pax unplugged that characters like uh dark mountain flame War were supposed to sort of indicate like right away we are gonna do stuff outside of the uh the spotlit you know 
banner characters. Um, is that happening in, in Wave 2 with combiners, or are you sort of sticking to the, the more, you know, like, we see them and we know who they are right away kind of combiners? Um, I would say that there's two combiners that casual fans may not recognize. Oh, boy. No. All right. Uh-huh. Hmm. I don't know if I sh- I don't want to jinx it, because there was one combiner, when I saw this mechanic, there was a combiner I thought of immediately as one that probably isn't Wave 2, but would be really interesting to see in this game with this mechanic here now. Uh, who was it? Oh, it was Road Caesar. Oh. He's uh, three cars. No, uh, Road Caesar is not in this set. I, di- I didn't think he would be, but uh, I don't know if you guys know Road Caesar super well, but if you take a look at how he works, uh, he's, he seems interesting. That and, and being a car combiner uh, made of three members, I was immediately thinking, like, as a future thing, that could be an interesting thing to, to hypothesize about. At least one combiner in this set has at least one member... Whose alt mode is a car? Hmm. Mm. I immediately am thinking of three different combiners. So yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm not going to give you any more confirmation than that. No worries. No worries. Um, yeah. This. Uh, yeah. I, I, this. This mechanic is like like Metroplex showed up with that deployment mechanic and immediately shook the game a lot harder uh, than I was expecting out of something like pre wave two. And when I say shake, I mean like it's not it's not like you know we're reinventing the game from the ground up, but like. You know, adding in something that does uh, make everyone, like you were saying, like pause and rethink how they think the game is supposed to be played. Metroplex brings the deployment, Titans, and four-star characters. Uh, this whole combiner thing, especially knowing that one of the combiners does not occupy 25 stars, uh, that also seems huge. It seems like Wave 2 is going to be uh, real fun for deck brewing. Um one immediate, like, kind of non-combiner question, uh, kind of bouncing off Metroplex. Is this Wave 1 where we're going to also see some sub-five-star characters? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so, remember when we talked a long time ago about how far I am in the future? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am. At, I, I. I am not going to misspeak. I'm actually going to go look at through the file right now before I, I yeah, verify yeah, that. Yeah, no worries. Um, there are a bunch of five star characters, as you might guess. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is also great because I mean, we uh, Metroplex already like any any character that's under six stars feels like they they just open up team building a lot more inherently. Um, mm-hmm. You know, granted partly because the game is so young. So already like already thinking about the Predacons as individuals as well um, for team build stuff. Like you know, they got a specialist in there. We got a leader in there. Exactly. There's a lot of um, a lot of the the characters in who are members of combiner teams have usefulness in already established decks that are just completely outside of their nature as a combiner team member. So there's okay. really just two, there's, there's a bunch of layers in this set, um, but, but two of the big ones are playing combiners and you have a lot more character options for, for, for teams and decks from wave one. And that's kind of part of the fun of being at this earliest stage in this new game Especially in a game where, you know, we've kind of set out to do things differently and to to come up with new exciting things is that you really, we do have the opportunity to shake things up and keep changing the nature of play and kind of push things forward with, with, you know, whether it's new ancillary product or if it's a new wave entirely. Um, So it's, it's something that we're, we're really happy to see. That's what we were looking for when Metroplex came out was people, you know, their reactions to see whether or not it was pushing them to sort of think about the game in a new way. Yeah. So, so I almost feel like I have to ask, have you guys looked at stuff that you, like, you want to put in like Wave 2 now, but you're like, 
No, let's push that to wave three so that we can further play with the the way that the meta builds because that might tip a look into the next thing. It was mostly just we were looking really hard at Road Caesar and we said let's push that out to wave three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. You know, Chris, Chris never gets what he wants. That's, but you feel seen, don't had. you? <laughs> and and after we made that decision, we realized that. Um, it would be really important to have Road Caesar and Lyokaiser in the same set so people would have to have the arguments online about how you pronounce their names. And we could get the Caesar and the Kaiser factions really just angry at each other. Oh, yes. excellent, excellent. All right, I'm down for this. You guys you guys did me a solid. I, I feel TCG. good. Uh, <laughs> uh, to answer your question, I will say that there are a lot of five-star characters in the set. Yeah. All right. Excellent. Uh, and and especially knowing that like at least one of them is a car, uh, that that goes with my weird little ulterior motive I always had of like opening up the car decks even more. Uh, you know, there there are mm-hmm. already plenty of cars, but little cars. Um, they they kind of get me excited too. Uh, so yeah, the, the combiner thing is obviously the feature of this. Um, and and it, it, I got the feeling like I was mentioning earlier that like you know a character like Soundwave or someone else who might have a unique mechanic, the the presence of combiners seems like it would it would say that any non-combiner characters in this are probably going to be, you know, interesting but not introducing entirely new uh mechanics in and of themselves. No. Uh that's, that's what I'm kind of assuming. Nope. Nope. We've got some really cool stuff on the non-combiner characters also. Oh boy. Um well, I mean I yeah, I already saw these two new keywords. Uh just in case people uh are just tuning in and hearing all this here, there's one called Brave, which is um enemies have to attack this character if able. <laughs> Uh, which kind of feels like a, it's not quite heroism, but it's also baked in. Um, yeah, which so, is... so like Brave, for example, if if at the if you are the second player and all your characters mm-hmm. are untapped and one of them has Brave, your opponent has to attack the Brave character as an example of how Brave works. And that's, that, that actually got me uh, the most excited um, of the non-combination stuff I was seeing because... A huge part of the game right now is do I take the risk of attacking with this character on turn one if I'm turn one? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And it feels like headstrong, or at least, you know, the brave mechanic, I'm, I'm guessing it might be elsewhere as well, uh, seems like a way to, to you know, open up that side of the game a little bit and not make it quite as binary as if I open with RC to assassinate your character, uh, RC's also dead next turn. You know, like, it... it, it isn't quite as like you know straightforward as that, or you know, whenever I move with RC, if she's not going last, she's probably dead. Uh, now there's a, a more built-in thing that isn't heroism that can uh, that can cover her. Exactly, and uh, we definitely wanted to play with uh, uh, two of the new keywords with the the back and forth in who mm-hmm. is attacking and who gets to to be attacked. Uh, so you saw brave, right? And then stealth is you must attack somebody else if you can. Huh. And that is that is its its partner keyword, which is which is on other characters in the set. Oh, cool. Okay. Because uh, because I was also about to talk about uh, plan, which I, yep. uh, again again like like plan and brave both kind of felt like not quite the same, but like a version of an action card, but baked into a character. Where you know plan reminds me a lot of um, data pad, uh, yeah, data pad, yeah, uh, basically, yeah. And plan plan just gives plan helps that character. You know, you get a little bit more control over what you're going to see uh, when you flip. That we, we saw a lot of really positive feedback from wave one characters that 
needed to hit certain combinations of pips when they were flipping. And plan, we extended some of that with plan, where plan helps with that. I was going to say plan uh, also opens up the notion of preloading two cards as opposed to one. And so having like a, a baked in ability to preload one slot as well, uh, it feels like it opens up specifically uh, shock absorbers and cybertronium bow a lot more as well. Yeah. Um, like it seems like the, it would be a lot more feasible to to plan concretely for those abilities. That One of the things I really I like about making trading card games is that each set is not it's not it's not like its own thing, right? It's mm-hmm. got it right. exists inside context of the cards that have come before it and from our point of view the cards that will come after it. And so when we release a keyword like plan, I I was I'm really pleased that you 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 pointed out the Cybertronium bow. Not the world's best card in isolation, but there are things that make it that that in this set like plan that that help with strategies like that and Going back, one of the things I always enjoyed was going back and reevaluating old cards in light of new ones, and yeah. we are embracing that. Ah, it's excellent. Uh, Cybertronium Bow and Shock Absorbers are are an example of something that um, I have optimism for in a young game. Where if in Wave One, you know, certain cards are just seen as like, well, these ones are just worse, uh, and and you know, majority of the player base might just go like, I just don't want to use that one. Uh, another another thing being um, some of the vanilla characters who don't have um, ability text. Uh, I, I was looking at those. I've, I've had conversations with a couple of the local folks here about how, like, there's so many ways I can see in future that that stuff could be. Not sure if this is the right way to put it. Be made like made more more relevant uh, through future cards. Like, for instance, plan to me is it's making anything that requires certain flip combos feel like it's it's a lot less of a dice roll. Mm-hmm. Um, if someone doesn't really feel like playing something that swingy. I guess part of this is me is me also poking the, the question tree, going like, is there anything directly relevant to the notion of a character having no ability text visible or So, you know, it's funny. I'm gonna I'm gonna look at a, a game design experience from others here. There was a very brief time in Magic where a couple of cards referenced that. And to be honest, mm. it went over kind of mixed. Um and my experience with kids' games, uh the problem isn't that it doesn't work or it's not cool for for older players. It's that some players just don't get the description of has no ability text. And mm, okay. Uh, okay, yeah. Right, because vanilla is not a, a game term. That's just something that we have sort of right. created as part of the language to describe TCGs. So mm. I, I would say that that's not something we're going to do anytime soon. Okay. I, I also wanted to, since, since it was kind of a thing, I wanted to throw in a little update on Sergeant Cup uh, in, the, in the last couple months. Um, I have been faced with, uh, with, with the fellow I've been playing with the most for the last couple weeks, because he's, he's another fellow who, who picked up cards before the Canadian release. Uh, he's, been, he's been adamantly trying to pull off a trucks deck. And part of that was me having to face uh, Sergeant Cup and Ironhide, but with upgrades. And for all the smack I was talking on Sergeant Cup, that guy has beaten me up a lot when he's given a thing. Um, was that I, I came, game Cargo Trailer? Res- <laughs> it wasn't even Cargo Trailer. Uh, fellow only had one. <laughs> it was uh, it was stuff like Piercing Blaster, um, or uh, or mainly like a lot of attack stuff. Because I, I came to respect Cup's three defense when he has three defense. Uh, Cup and Ironhide both are, are characters that, like, I know a lot of folks on, you know, the Facebook group and whatnot kind of write off, uh, as, as did I at first, but actually playing against trucks a lot, um, 
those guys can be very scary when they're handed a gun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, there there are there are a fewer vanilla characters in this set than there were in Wave One. I mean, as we talked pre- with the, uh, sometime one of our previous interviews, I talked about how vanilla characters help people learn. Right? They 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 don't encumber a player with a bunch of other stuff like text. Right. Uh, but one of the things that they do is they have a they get to pour a lot of their um, the goodness into raw stats. Uh, I believe that there is a twelve star vanilla character in this set. <laughs> okay, I'd like. To, I, I'm actually excited about that because some of the some of the larger vanilla characters, like I love Ramjet. Uh, he's he's quietly one of my favorite cards who isn't you know a famous card. Um, and also like I I also look at Cup and Ironhide and I just think about you know the when the day comes that some real truck love some real real specific and and loud truck love shows up Cup and Ironhide are gonna just like knock houses over. That is that gonna be Wave Three sub brand line truck, truck love truck oh. love oh yes listen to uh, hilarious with a pair with a pair of fuzzy dice hilariously um, that vanilla is a truck oh boy. Chris, Chris is going to have to go sit in the corner quietly for a while. <laughs> trucks are quite everyone who laughs at trucks. I invite them to see like when you give a truck a gun, a truck becomes a lot scarier, you know. <laughs> and I, I am envisioning some point in the future in this game where trucks get given a very special truck only gun, uh, and, and then Cup just yeah, makes it's called three cargo trailers. Well, no, that's that's the holster for the gun. Oh, okay. uh, Never underestimate trucks. There's a reason why in every post-apocalyptic future that's been imagined, nobody's flying planes or hanging out on boats. It's all trucks. Yeah, it's because someone handed all the trucks guns and then they shot all the planes. Exactly. <laughs> in uh. fact, the, the alt mode of this does, in fact, have uh, the character with a gun. And someone handed this character a gun very clearly. Oh, no. <sighs> okay, meta's changing already. Double primes, what's that? We got a truck with a gun. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, we talked about trucks a lot, but uh, you want to talk about planes for a second? Yeah, I'm down for talking sure. planes. Can I spoil a card for you? I'm yeah. cool with that, yeah. So Acid Storm's in the set. All right. Okay. As uh, He is Acid Storm Toxic Terror. Okay. Uh, he's a six-star plane. His alt mode, plane ranged. He's a three attack, ten health, zero defense. And when you flip to his alt mode... For each card in your opponent's scrap pile that has at least two red stars, two red pips, repair one damage to Acid Storm. And then his bot mode is 2-10-0 and enemies can't use bold. <laughs> oh boy, that that sounds, again, like I said, I don't think, I, I am assuming Wave 2, it was not feasible for Wave 2 to be designed around any of the you know, pseudo meta of wave one, but that feels like a real big answer to a chunk of the pseudo meta of wave one. <laughs> well, it's in, in the sense that we have a play design team who, uh, whose job it is to, is when we, we, we give them a set in design and then they play mm-hmm. it intensely and develop the meta. Right. And then provide us feedback. They are game designers who specialize in, design in determining and breaking metas that's like the future future league that it used in magic it used to be called the magic yeah Yeah. it used to be called the future future league um and now it's played their their group is called the play design group okay Mm. and so we knew some of the meta there are some surprises but we we knew we, we we pretty much pegged it um and so we design based on that 
right? That's the timing is such that, that the next set is in design process during the the play design of the first, so we can affect the next and to some degree even the set after the next. Uh, That's super exciting because I, I know that like. <laughs> It's starting to ebb away a bit, but, like, most of the first month that this game was out and I was reading Community Talk, it was all about bold, 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 and the power of bold. Well, Uh, someone who uh, is running the Can You Get Grimlock to Bold 23 or whatever they got it up to um, uh, is going to face Acid Storm and all of those, his his melty melty weapons are going to do some some tough work on, on the bold deck. Yeah, now we got, it's like, oh, man. I like the idea of there just existing answers. You know, it's not like you're nullifying a deck. It's that you can't make that deck and just go like, I am now in the top 5% because I'm running the bold deck. Right. And you you just get the Acid Storm player who's like, I'm here to ruin the day of the bold decks. (laughs) Also, six stars. Uh, That's good news for me and my love of the low star characters because for planes, it's it's still a bit of a, in wave one, it's been a limited uh, pool to play with. Mm -hmm. Um. There is there is definitely love for planes in the second set. Oh, because the pl- plane the plane action cards, uh, the like the rares and uncommons uh, that were oriented towards planes in Wave One are excellent. And and the thing I was kind of left hungry for was like I want more than one or two you know uh, obvious arrangements to to play around with. So I'm okay. That's that is exciting. Yeah, just just having an additional six star uh, plane opens up. New deck type, new new deck types there. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like like scamper and uh, and and slammer as well. Uh, just being four stars of those tribals. Um, the the notion, like guessing in my head, some of the menu of combiners that you've probably pulled from puts vehicle types in there uh, who are probably at five stars. That uh, I think is going to open up a whole lot of stuff. If you know, once people. There's going to probably be, I think, a month where everyone is just like, no, I'm going to crack the combination uh, combination on, on combiner decks. But, you know, once once things even out a bit, uh, I think I think a lot of tribals are going to get super interesting. I, I I can confirm that there is a there is a bunch of interesting tribal synergy that will be provided outside of combiners via the cards, the, the character cards. Uh I think I was I was talking a little bit before about how this is a very multi-layered set. There's the obvious combiners, then there's the next obvious, which is wow, four wide teams for this or that or the other thing. Then below that, there's the 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 smaller um, new mechanics like the keywords. So there's a, there's a couple of others that we even I mean we've t- mentioned yet. Um, this set is definitely chock full of goodness. I was gonna say, like for everything we're talking about, um, there there are seventy plus battle cards that are not Enigma cards. At least in doing doing some quick math in my head, and and the battle cards have, have have been like the character cards are the fun part of the game as far as like cracking boosters and grabbing people I recognize. But the battle cards have been the longevity of of the game for me. And there's been a couple battle card ideas I've been curious if I'd seen Wave One. Most of them are just kind of you know the the sibling card to some of the ones that exist in Wave One. Um, one idea, and again, this is one where I'm, I'm kind of just presenting an idea, and you don't really have to spoil it if it's not on the table. There are there are a lot of cards um, for transformation or mass transformation uh, on your team to alt mode. Uh, does Wave Two introduce anything that does m- like multi character transformation to robot mode, or is that too hard on the game engine? I, I think we should talk in a future podcast about <laughs> battle cards. Okay. Okay. There's a lot of groovy stuff in the battle cards here. Mm-hmm. 
taking one thing that we've you, you've seen and extending it. The Enigmas are not the only battle cards with green pips. Okay. All right. Oh, man, that's interesting. Oh. Uh, Start wrapping your head around that one. There's a lot of interesting stuff that can happen there. And yeah, I, my, my my brain just bounced through about four things. Mas Rapido. I'm 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 not and, well, also yeah. we need Rapido in this game, but that's a completely different yeah. podcast. We gotta oh, yeah. <laughs> uh the podcast so of fringe I, characters. <laughs> I I'm guessing I'm like I so I'm kind of assuming that green is the new pip color for this wave. Yes, absolutely. This we're not gonna we have we, we didn't add in like three new pip colors. It's it's one new pip color. That's enough for people to grok in that specific, you know, corner of the game engine. Yeah. Um, so green is something that you're going to see us explore a little bit here. Like clearly, it's on the enigmas for for the purpose of helping you achieve combination. But mm-hmm. there are other mm-hmm. cool things that you can do with it, and we've we've pushed some of those designs into the set so that you can have interesting options um, with the sense of of uh, I need it now, being sort yeah, of like yeah. the theme behind that there, uh, and so that was really fun for us. Um, but we're, you know, we, we're not going to add like, you know, the chartreuse pip in at the same time. Well, the char- or the chartreuse what- is a wave three thing. Everyone knows that because yeah. that's going to be the summer, you know, <laughs> can't, can't have chartreuse in March. That's not a spring color, right? There's like, you can, you can just muddle up an area of game design too much by, by adding in too much in that sector at once. Like it, I think the the philosophy yeah, right. is, I think it's a lot cleaner if you say, hey, here's this new thing and here's some basic ways that you can use it. Here's a few advanced ways that you can use it. Play with that. Th- work, work that out. And then later on in the future, add in. Add in a little bit more, add in a little bit more. And that way, we're keeping the right delivery rate for new stuff rather than people looking at a set and going, uh, where should I pay my attention to? Yeah, it's it's less we've shaken the meta and more like we've presented you with a basically brand new game. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Figure exactly. it out. Exactly. Like, like, yeah, we're we're gonna leave battle cards alone for the time being. Although the, I don't know if this is necessarily battle cards. The one other little question I got in my mind now is, just speaking of uh, no pips, blue pips, orange pips, or red pips, um, as far as like you know combinations or double pip cards, uh, is that still uh, is that something that's going to be shaken up a bit? Because uh, we've got you know the double orange, double blue. We've got the you know the the dual color ones in the Matrix of Leadership and etc. And there, roll out. There are double pip cards in this set. Yeah, totally. Okay. okay. Any uh, triple for, pips? For Aaron, as yeah, I was about to say for Aaron, are there any triple pip cards? I'm I'm not gonna answer that. I can so <laughs> okay. wait a second. So let me put it this way. Here I'm at here's how I will answer that. I imagine that at some point in the future you will see cards that have three pips on them because we designed the box to hold three pips. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was totally like a shower thought that I had uh the other day. That's uh, over a week ago and was just sitting there like ah what like what would you even do and uh had started threads a couple places and everybody going to like i won't want to eat anything else would be dumb it's like well no but mm, okay or or trying to figure out ways to have a drawback because three pips seems like it would be powerful if there wasn't some sort of uh counterbalance to it speaking of of battle cards um there's one thing i want to point out about predaking uh, mm-hmm. The the little line he has five weapon slots. Mm-hmm. Predaking mm-hmm. has five weapon slots. 
Yeah, I uh, when I was talking to Aaron, my immediate thing I was saying was, wouldn't it be funny uh, to just put three grenade launchers on him and then swing in for, like, base 19 damage uh, and, and destroy somebody? I have seen that yeah. happen against another combiner to pull out a very unlikely win. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, uh, was, that was literally a play and equipment, play and equipment action, um, play and equipment, and the person had three grenade launchers in their hand. <laughs> and with a very low health Predaking, uh, turn the game around against a much higher health other combiner in a very interesting we both got to, to achieve combination game. And that That's the thing I'm going to be really excited to see when this launches like in the first couple weeks is just like the combiner fights because uh, those are also certain team versus certain team fights and it's like there's, there's going to be layers of like how do these interact and like you know, I'm, I'm wondering, like, is, is anyone going to straight up be, like, the, the rock to someone's scissors, and, and who's going to be the paper in that equation? We didn't um, really de- build the combiner teams that way. They all point in a little bit different directions, but there's, there's from a game mechanic point of view, uh, I don't see it as this team is designed to beat that team. That's, hmm. that's not really how we did it. Okay. They, they all have pluses and minuses um, when fighting one another, but it's not like, oh, you... We designed it so there's a 60% chance that Predaking can prey upon whoever. Although, I will say, Predaking with three grenade launchers is pretty spicy. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's some good spice. Uh, yeah. I'm uh, Actually, I had one other physical question about the combiner cards. Just looking at it again. Uh, this is a real, real like, surface-level thing. As far as foiling is concerned, what part of the combiner team member card is foiled? The combiner side, so the inside of the card. Okay. Okay. So just you're looking at that image, right? The one of Predaking combined. Mm-hmm. So that is mm-hmm. five full character cards, right? That's five regular size character cards in size. the The side that you're looking at, where Predaking his combined art, that is the foil side. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was something that crossed my mind uh, when I was seeing the flip happen again. I realized, wait a second, which like which is getting the foiling? Yeah. That makes the most sense. Yeah, the, the nice graphics are 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 nice and crisp and clean, and it was hard to tell if if the uh, individual cards, like if the outsides, were getting it or not. So, no, yeah. it's the it's the, the the combiner is the sauciest part there. So we foiled the combiner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean that that only makes sense. But yeah, you got to work hard to see I the pretty picture. Oh, uh, actually, this is one other one other surface level question. This might be this might be me being clever as well. So you know, this, I'm not sure how this can be answered. But um, for the full combiner art, obviously, Predaking is using a, an existing asset that that was recently done. Um, of the the commissions you've been doing, are any of those for a full combiner? I'm not going to answer that question now. Okay, there are definitely combiner team. Uh, there is definitely new art in combiners. Um, and new art in combiner teams. Answering is it is it new art for the combiner would definitively answer the question for a few combiners. And I, I'm, yeah. we're not gonna, I'm not going to do that now. <laughs> yeah, that that makes sense. For example, I, I would have had to make art for for uh, for Road Caesar, I believe. All right, as long well, as we, it's, that's Wave Three. We've already mentioned that. Yeah, you know, wave, wave three in the summer with the chartreuse pips. You know, put it in the put it in the wiki. You this know, is like we, the clue we, version we of here. let's figure. This is the clue version of let's figure out what wave three is, right? Yeah. Well, and I offered to make the uh, art for my until he cracks for my homebrew eight card oh, combiner whose name is Rick, but I was declined. 
All right, so yeah, this this is launching in uh, in March. Is that is now that Canada's you know we're we're actually right on the cusp of the Canadian launch as of this recording. Uh, so is March is March one looking like it's going to be the the kind of worldwide I guess for everywhere the game's available. We're gonna we're gonna try. Um, can it, Canada is had you know is is running behind. So Canada packaging is running behind uh, English worldwide packaging because. Mm. It's literally the the daughter product of English packaging, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. it ha- English has to happen first so it can get translated into the, to French for the, um, the Canadian packaging. I'll have an update on that uh, relatively soon. I, I expect it's going to be a little bit of a a little bit of a delay behind um, the worldwide release. All right. Okay. Sorry. So we'll get to we'll, the Canadians will have the advantage of watching the rest of the world slap the combiners together for for a couple of weeks and we'll be able to go like all right I'll be sure to do to it them. early unboxing and then just film it and say look what Chris can't do and just send it these drop boxes straight just, to me just it's really weird drop box it straight to you not even put it on YouTube just yeah hey Chris look what you can't do yeah it's like it's it's very odd that he went this far but oh it's gonna be yeah. super um, funny when you both get review copies and can't complain about anything. <laughs> I'm doing the kayfabe thing. It's like the, the what the wrestlers do. I'm, uh... Yeah, but the best part of that was when uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan and the Iron Sheik got pulled over for drunk driving, and everybody figured out they were really friends. Yeah. Well, that's the end, and that's why they had to pull the you know pull the cop into the trunk, and then you know convince him as part of the storyline. Um, well, I'm 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 excited to see this. Aaron, do you have any other questions you want to throw down about uh, Wave Two? Um, not that we haven't bounced around or close enough or, I mean, I really would like to know more about, uh, here, here's a, a battle card question you may be able to answer. Are there any reprints of like staple battle cards in wave two? For the purpose of limited play, we put right a couple in there. Right. Because I, I know that I saw like a topic of discussion of like, you know, are they going to release kind of like the same effect, but with a different pip, you know, different card name, different pip. So that's that's totally on the table for Transformers right. generally. There there are some effects that you, you're probably going to see show up under uh, uh, multiple pips. Um, okay. there, there, are a, there are a very, very, very small number of cards in the booster set that are reprinted from Wave 1 product, primarily for the purposes of they're pretty important for limited play. Right. Have you played Draft or Two-Pack Sealed yet? I have. I, I played uh, quite a few rounds of Two-Pack Sealed um, with various stuff. I ended up getting a uh, a Cosmos at one point in time, and against somebody with two lower point things, I was like, aha, I already have the win con, and I won kind of both sets of as I was playing that without using Cosmos's uh, cheat win con, so <laughs> it was it was odd. I, uh, I played Two-Pack Sealed, and uh, we both pulled Skywarp, and oh, then hilarious. one of us had a Dinobot, and then the one who didn't have a Dinobot pulled all the Dinobot cards, and then uh, the other one had a tank, and then the one who didn't have the tank pulled all the tank cards. It was very interesting. <laughs> that That is limited play for you. Yeah. But it's two packs, right? You open up two more. Right. Yeah, no, it's it's fun. I'm I'm like I'm I'm looking forward to uh, like I said with the Canadian launch uh, just about to be here. A couple more, a couple friends of mine are are basically picking up boxes probably on on Friday in a couple days, uh, and basically want to just do a bunch of two pack sealed uh, instead of just cracking the packs. And I I told them yes, please do. I want to participate. <laughs> yeah, that's how I'm. So for the extra life thing that I do, hopefully before, since this will be coming out early enough before. TFCon, like if I get a box or a 
don't tell Alfie, but probably a case of cards. <laughs> yes. Like take, taking that to uh, taking that to the gameathon and using that because everybody in that group really liked the two the two pack sealed. And I got one guy convinced to like build an Insecticon deck because in the stuff he bought, he was like three quarters of the way there. And like he needed a bunch of the commons and uncommons, so I just kind of like pulled out my bulk box and helped him build a a passable Insecticon deck for like not being a person that opens up multiple boxes. Um, so that was like part of why you know my question about like hey some of those staples have got to be in there um, just because you know with them being at the low rarities it's a nice thing that like here I'm more than happy to just toss that box in front of somebody and say take what you need out of that to build a deck so that we can play yeah yeah and like, and i'm glad your... that that stuff is all and it hopefully will stay all low rarity that way it's not like man i'd love to help you build a nice deck but i need these three and you can't have them yeah the reprint the reprint staples are all lower are, are, are all going to stay in in easy to acquire rarities uh also we wouldn't want to take up a a higher rarity slot right. with the reprint. I, I think that that kind of covers a whole lot of what we can talk about with Wave Two. Um, so it's it's uh, it's it's going off the bullet points. There's 46 characters, 81 battle cards, five combiner teams. It's uh, it's out in March. Uh, when when you all are hearing this, it'll be sometime in in January. So uh, if you're hearing this, then spoiler season is probably about to get its gears turning. So you can can keep your eyes out for that stuff. Um, Anything uh, over on, on your guys' end, uh, Drew or, uh, or John? No, I think just uh, stay tuned to our social channels and keep an eye out. Um, you know, in, in the time period after this goes live and uh, between that and release, uh, there is going to be a lot happening. Um, we've got more announcements, more crazy, awesome stuff um, on top of spoiler season itself. So, um if, if you're into this game and excited about it, you're definitely going to want to keep your eyes peeled leading up to the actual launch day because there's we still have our back pockets runneth over. Why well, you need to get cargo pants? You get extra pockets. Yeah, then you forget stuff's in there. You put all your all your cool ideas go through the wash. It's, it's not good. I don't know. That's all a good there. place to store cards, like right? <laughs> yeah. Until it goes that way, to you're the not sitting machine. on them and crushing them. You don't need some sort of weird hard box. You can just have something that's a decently solid soft side and but, completely but derail the discussion. Y- y'all, y'all ever pull the soggy land card out of some freshly laundered cargo pants? That's, no, that's because not- I'm not an animal and I check my pockets before the <laughs> pants go in the laundry. You've never had the Kleenex blizzard from uh, <laughs> the one half piece of Kleenex you forgot to take out of your pocket that, that somehow multiplied in mass when it, when introduced Are you some to kind of hobo? Uh, no, I'm just forgetful. <laughs> also, hobos don't have washing machines? What? <laughs> you think they can't find laundromats? I'm questioning the validity of your canon right now. Uh, I was just going to say, um, also when you're hearing this in January, uh, TFCon in LA is happening in uh, around the, the middle end part of March. Um, so, so it is. If, if folks going to TFCon are also doing some TCGing, uh, you're gonna have a very fresh set of cards to TCG with, right? Uh, just putting it out there. Don't 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 in January sit here thinking oh, I know how I'm gonna beat everyone at TFCon because you don't. And then uh, deeply wrong. Yeah, and then a, a truck with a gun is gonna put an end to your dreams. And then those of you who are like, well, I've got bold. Well, too bad. <laughs> we got we got evil green jets. All right. Well, thanks you guys for coming by once again. Uh, it's always fun to record these. It's it's always fun to. 
to throw around a little bit of chatter about the set that isn't quite out yet. It is always a blast to be on your guys' show. Um, you you have been fantastic uh, fans, fantastic members of the community. Uh, you do the community a great service with with these podcasts and being you know awesome people. So it as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you guys. Thank Gosh. you very much. Thank you. And uh, yeah, uh, if you guys want to hear more of these things, like obviously you know make some noise uh, in the comment sections of wherever you are hearing about this. Um, and uh, we need to set up like a listener question. Episode. Oh, that is a great idea. Yeah, I'd love to do I mean, that. As long as we can, as long as we can outline a few uh, no-go topics, like uh, eh, let's not talk about the no-go topics right yeah. now. Okay, because we can't talk about Wave Three and Wave Four Four yet. That's true. I mean, yeah, if we were to do this, I would probably just, you know, lay out on the front, like, just to save everyone some time and, and have more creative questions. Like, don't just go like, so is character X in wave four, you know, or yeah. is, uh, is mechanic Y in 2020? Um, you know, the, the you know, obviously you're going to ask, I want to ask things like, uh, you know, uh, when, if brainstorm, the character shows up and plays brainstorm, the action card does a special win con happen or, <laughs> uh, et cetera. Uh, or where, when does Omega Supreme show up? Because obviously he, this, this game is built for a good uh, classic character like Omega Supreme. And, uh, and, you know, when are we going to be seeing that? Like, those are the kind of questions, you know, that we, we want to What's get John's to favorite sushi place? Uh, Safeway? That's relevant for Wave yeah. 3. We can't talk about that. Right. Uh, it's funny uh, that you mentioned Brainstorm. Um, John's probably going to give me a, a bit of a sly look at this. Uh, there is a really, <laughs> really, really fun and interesting interaction with the card brainstorm in Wave 3. Ooh. All right. Like, super, right. you, super, I mean, un, super, super surprising, uh, not intuitive way that I, I really love. Like, brainstorm is the, is the seed of a lot of the weirdest, most fun things I've done in this game. Uh, so that's that's both unsurprising, but also very exciting to me that it w- it's still going to have that kind of relevance uh, come wave three. Yeah, um, I, I adore brainstorm, especially with rare prime. Like I when I when I run rare prime and I flip a, a brainstorm and then I use brainstorm to do two things out of my hand in the middle of combat, I feel like I'm a wizard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a special win condition where if you're playing against me and you play a brainstorm and it's you've scotch taped it to the cover of a VHS copy of the Edward Furlong Christopher Walken classic brainstorm. Uh, I win. <laughs> I knew I was right. I predicted this. Excellent. It's very specific. That's the only reason I was uh, a little mad about yeah. it. Fun fact about John. John is a huge movie buff. Uh, is that what's written in the Cybertronian text on the back of the, the one rules card? No oh, spoilers. Spoilers. Uh, oh, okay. One last little closer because we we mentioned these new mechanics. Is there going to be like a, a mechanics uh, add-on like card as like part of the backing material in the boosters, or is this all going to be on the website? So uh, this is going to be on the website. But one thing I can I can say is we have you know I think we mentioned I can't I mentioned in the past that iteration is one of the founda- foundation principles of of wizards and this particular project in. Uh, and so one of the things that we have definitely heard uh, from the community, uh, both in franchise fans, everybody, uh, young, young folks, parents, is that uh, we need to have uh, printed rules materials and drive to website is, is nice, but that's not always the most convenient thing for all people at all times. So um, mm-hmm. a future product um, that, will, that will show some, some iteration from previous products uh, will have a printed rule sheet, rules uh, insert in it. That will be a an right. ongoing thing for for future deck products. 
That's very cool. Uh, one, one main reason that I really like those things is that I, I like it when there's a new printing of rules that also like rolls in, you know, whatever FAQ type stuff might have happened. It's, it's kind of nice having this one little, you know, updated uh, piece of paper I can I can keep on me and yep. uh, not have to rely on, you know, mm-hmm. just dumping it through the wash. Um, I'll just uh, I guess we'll leave it there. Um, I'm excited to see who the combiners are. That's that's the combiners are kind of my thing. So uh, the, the seeing, like I said at the, at the top of this, seeing that the name of Wave 2 is Rise of the Combiners uh, filled me with glee for a number of reasons. But one of them is now my favorite Transformers thing is already happening in this card game. Um, so yeah. I, let me let me end it with a que- end it with a question for, for each of you. OK, I will not react or give you an answer to, to what you say, whatever you say. I might. Uh, I, I make no <laughs> promises or warranties over to what John replies. Um, but uh, which combiner character? teams are you most looking forward to oh computron was my childhood combiner so that's always when it's a what combiner that's like the lead because he's got a place in my heart for you know child reasons got it and you um so my my nostalgia one is menasaur because i was some of my first transformers um and then in the back of my mind also it's, it's kind of like if you guys ever slip in lyo kaiser uh teenage me uh, who discovered Transformers Victory on Usenet uh, in discussion threads back in high school, thought Lyo Kaiser was the coolest thing ever because I couldn't have it. Uh, so he's, he's always occupied a special spot in my heart, too. Got it. Well, I already mentioned that Lyo Kaiser is not, not one of the, the characters, so I'll give you that one. Yeah, no worries, no worries. Uh, I'm just, I'm laying the seeds, you know, I gotta, I gotta do my, my good work. I gotta say Omega Supreme is, you know, a natural fit for this game, but, but Lyo Kaiser's definitely in a, in a, in a clear, uh, close third place, uh, to is Omega it, Supreme. Is it bad that I hope every time you say Omega Supreme, Drew just ticks a mark of number of waves until it happens? One more, <laughs> one more. Well, I mean, you know, I, the Omega Supreme fan community one have more. all come to, to accept that, you know. <laughs> Uh, if if an Omega Supreme card were to happen with alternate artwork to show his superior little brother, then you know that that would be fine. Uh, you know we, we'd be cool with that too. In the it's it's a community. You know we've we've got our own message board. Uh, it's a special one. Uh, I, so you, you know, out there now, someone is just keeping count now. <laughs> hey, mm-hmm. listen. Every mention of Omega Supreme. Wiki. Omega Supreme's wiki page is a one lonely more. place, and it, it could use a little sprucing up with something like this, a live counter for Omega Supreme. Yeah, uh, so thanks again for coming by no <laughs> and uh, putting up with my nonsense. It has been and, a pleasure, uh, guys. Your nonsense is my favorite nonsense. Aw, oh, thank you. Your nonsense is my... Hey, why, why would uh, why would they make a card this big? <laughs> Response, Doc Giff. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite. That's still my favorite thing. Um, so th- thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, and uh, we will talk to you later. Uh, and, and also, we'll probably TCG at you later.